That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bring us in, babe. Welcome to Coco Caliente. You guys are in for a special treat today (laughs) because it is just Nicole and I. And these ooh, episodes, ooh. yes, it is. It is a. It is a uh, cause for celebration mm-hmm. because these episodes are few and far between. I mean, it used to be all the time, but <laughs> now we have guests all the time, which is good because mm-hmm. you know people learn different stuff. But today we thought it would just be us two, and I wanted to start a little bit different, right? I wanted to start with some happy news, right? Because in uh, these weird and strange and what is it uncertain uncertain and unsettling times, it's also good to hear some positivity, right? So I had read in the news that this part isn't positive. I had read in the news that the farmers in the Midwest and in the South, dairy farmers were having a hard time because there's such a big surplus and a huge supply of milk and dairy because restaurants and other schools and stuff like that, like the big buyers of it Mm -hmm. aren't buying it as much. So that means their price is going really low, right, for for it to be bought to the point where they're losing money. They like have to give it away mm-hmm. or not give it away, but they still have to milk the cows, right, because, mm-hmm. you know, they have all this milk. So I just saw Kroger uh, decided to donate 200,000 gallons of milk. Oh, wow. So they're buying it to donate it, oh, wow. right, which helps everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, so I thought that was uh, worth saying, right? And Definitely. We ha- I, we've shopped at Kroger a lot. So I think, I don't know. I just thought that was really cool mm-hmm. um, because that's like the heart of America, right? The farmers, mm-hmm. dairy farmers. We have a lot of farmers around here too. Especially like the small dairy farmers, I think. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to feel bad for any like big... Um, oh, like uh, industrial farmers? Yeah, something like I don't that. agree with what they do at all with the cows and things like that. So uh, I just think maybe like leave the cows alone. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying. I get what um, you're saying. Just like because that's like ba- basically women um, breastfeeding over and over and over their whole entire life. Like yeah. cows' milk's only produced for their calves, but us humans milk them for their whole entire lives. And it's kind of wrong. Yeah. There's so, a whole nother topic that we can go down that path. Yeah. I don't know what Victor's bringing. Victor's running the podcast today, so I have no <laughs> idea what's coming up. So um, <laughs> this is just like my first thought on that is, yeah, I mean, I feel bad, but. Well, on the flip side, I think of like all the people's livelihoods, right? That, that's how they make their money and they have families and yeah, kids and stuff. Yeah, there are people who treat yeah. their cows really, really exactly. well. And exactly. they're small farmers. And I absolutely hope those are the ones that are getting the milk purchased from them, not the big industry ones, that it's a drop in the bucket to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's some happy news. Um, Now, what I want to do today, I don't know if you guys remember a little bit ago when Nicole ran the podcast, she turned and focused it on me. Oh God, I don't want to talk about myself today. I'm going to turn and focus this on her. I'm going to get to know Nicole on a deeper level. And she obviously loves animals. Yeah, I do. So we learned that right off the bat. I mean, and I've (laughs) known that uh, my, you know, the entire time I've been with her. But yeah, so we're going to learn today together about Nicole. Hey, I warned you when it was about you because I thought I could just sit here and listen to your facts and your stories. And and now we're going to talk and we're going to listen to you <laughs> and we're going to have a conversation, right? So okay. what, first, first I want to know, 
right? So you've been living in Ubley your your whole life. Yes. Right. You were. Where were you born? What town were you born in? Axe. So you were born in Axe, which is like twenty minutes, fifteen minutes from here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were born on. June 30th, 1992. Yes, which means your birthday is coming up here soon. It is. Um, and you've lived in the same house your whole life. Yes. Which is mind-blowing to me because I never had that experience. Right. Uh, but yeah, so you've lived in the same house your whole life. Your parents have well, been in that house. Well, until I moved here. Well, yeah, yeah, until yeah. here, yeah. I but moved you, a, mile, a half a mile away, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And your parents have been living in that house about how long? Oh, they bought that house after they got married, so 30 years. 30 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so that's really like country, small town living, mm-hmm. right? That That is bizarre. So you've been living in Ubley your whole life. You grew up here. What was your first job ever? Um, My first job ever was babysitting. Oh, you were yeah. a babysitter. Yeah, I was. I hated it. <laughs> I don't know why. I just like hated it. I think it was because... It wasn't like babies. It was like kids like that five would and torture. Like five six-year-olds? Or- yeah, and they would just like torture me. <laughs> um, I mean, I remember this one time I was babysitting for this brother and sister. I spent my whole entire summer babysitting for this family. And like the son would chase me around with knives. Oh my god! It was pretty terrible. But that- like <laughs> it was to the point. You spanked that kid. Because No. <laughs> it was just like he wasn't scared of me and I was I'm little. Yeah. I'm five foot one full grown. So imagine back then I don't mm-hmm. and this kid's probably as tall as me and he just wasn't threatened by me and I'm a pushover and I mean I spent the whole summer with them, so it was kind of like I wasn't like scared for my life, but it was annoying. Yeah. Um and I then that just I hated babysitting because <laughs> of that. Now that I've grown grown older. Yeah, I would love to babysit now. I babysit my friends' kids, but it was so different when you're like 12 and you're just trying to make it like 50 cents an hour or something. Is I that, don't know. Is that what it was? Honestly, I never, I spent my whole summer there and I never got paid. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they, she, oh, she totally, my gosh. she totally just never paid me. And well, I went back, it, she was supposed to pay me weekly and then. Oh my gosh, I don't even want to talk about it. I was so upset because I hated it so much and I worked hard at it. And you spent, how, how many hours a day would you say you spent babysitting? Um, probably like it was like a nine to five. Oh my yeah, gosh. I could and walk you did not there. get paid. It was, right, right. Yeah, no. Uh, you should go. You should go knock on her house <laughs> like the next this week t- today. You I should mean, knock on her and then charge her interest. All summer, I probably made like three hundred dollars, but that was a lot. Well, you should do three hundred dollars times about five six percent interest <laughs> over the last like ten fifteen years. Yeah, however it's long fine. it's been. Oh my god, ten. Years I forgot maybe. about yeah. it, but. Yeah, that was my first job. My first real job was... Wait, time out. Before you you go, was there, like, I know in some places they have, like, a babysitter's, like, coalition. Like, there's a bunch of babysitters in the area, Mm -hmm. and then it's like you're fighting for the jobs were... Definitely not for me. No, you were just the one? No, I was just the one, and I was... Yeah, that was it. (laughs) Um, Well, there was others, I'm sure. And there was... Okay, I babysat for some people who paid awesome. Yeah. And it would be like $20 an hour. Oh, wow. And I was like loving that, but um, you know what? I did it for the money. I'm not going to lie. I didn't love like chasing the kids I around. I would hate it. I would, I would, I, I was very I can't. worried like every time they ate. I was worried someone was going to get hurt. <laughs> I have a hard time as it is watching other people's kids mm-hmm. when they're there with us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I have fun with kids for about five minutes and then I'm like, all right, where, where's your, where's your adult? You know, <laughs> uh, like my nieces and nephews. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, you know, I that's them. fine. When we have our own kids, no problem. But somebody else's kids, I'm like, all right, this was cool. Now where is it, said adult? It was just like the age of me at that time of being so young and trying to care for kids. It was weird. So <laughs> Yeah, now, like I said, it's very different. I love to take care of babies, and it, it's different. What's crazy is, and I think, I don't know if we had this conversation before or not, but having, so babysitting, so how much is how much is daycare here? Daycare in- is about $3 to $3.50 for your first kid an hour. And then if you bring another kid, it's like $2 an hour. So if you have two kids, it's only five fifty an hour. You guys hear that? It's five fifty an hour mm-hmm. for daycare. There's not a lot of options here. They're all absolutely <laughs> full and they're out of people's homes. That I mean, it would, obviously it's absolutely full. Like mm-hmm. it, I think I was looking in the city and it's like... Mm-hmm. 
It's almost like a house payment it's or like a car a payment a month. Like yeah. it's insane. And mm-hmm. over here, it's like, oh, five bucks. I mean, if you bring one, it's three fifty. For two, you get a discount. It's five dollars. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's 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 crazy. Yeah, that is bizarre. Okay, uh-huh. so you upgrade from babysitting and you go to Subway. Subway. So in my town, there is only a Subway. When did Subway move into Ubly? It's been there for as long as I remember. Oh, okay. So it was there before you were working there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so it's connected to a gas station. I turned 16 and I remember this. I showed up for the interview and they still, to this day, I will see the boss um, around town. And she's like, you were the most professional 16-year-old I have ever <laughs> seen. I like showed up in dress clothes for my subway interview. There you go. I took it very seriously. I mean, now she said people just... Like jeans and a raggedy oh, shirt. Always. She's yeah. like, you are the most put together person. Did you? So, because you were applying at that time for uh, uh, I took uh, it serious. No, a uh, what's the what's the actual term? Oh, sandwich artist. Sandwich artist. I yeah. mean, that sounds very prestigious. Yeah, I really wanted the job. Apparently, so <laughs> I got it. And I was very strict. Like I was very good with wearing my visor, my apron, my name tag. I mean, now if you go into a subway, it's kind of like. They're not wearing any of that it's stuff. Not, it's not uniform, which is what it's supposed to be. Everybody's supposed to be in the same kind of outfit. Yeah, I wore everything. khakis every day. Yeah. Now I see like um, black leggings. and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, things have just changed so much. It's just crazy. Just in Subway. Like my boss was really cool too and she was really um, put together. Yeah. I mean, our Subway was run really, really well. It was clean and like oh, it's a awesome. Subway you'd want to go to. Or the vegetables always fresh. Yes. And like... Yeah, things have changed. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I like I like Subway. That's one of the few places, and this is not a Subway ad. It's not like insert <laughs> ad here for Subway, but I do enjoy Subway. I mean, we don't eat it all the time, but when I do, it's like I'm I'm never disappointed unless I go somewhere where they suck at making the sandwiches. Oh, that's and then it's a disaster. And, and then, I think like making my own sandwiches for so long, I was able to create like combinations that don't exist on the menu. Like what? What? Tell me one of well, the that things was when that I, you. That's when I ate meat, so I feel guilty about it. But um. <laughs> I love like just I loved loved past tense turkey and salami that combo is really good like melted and I've never seen that on their menu no it's not um that was probably like my favorite go-to honestly tuna and salami is really good together too you just get bored (laughs) anything with salami (laughs) is good no um no I would just try weird combinations because I didn't really like a lot of the ones that they'd put. I was like very healthy mm-hmm. and I was trying to come up with like healthier options than just turkey or just, ve- let's be honest, veggie subs at Subway suck. Yeah. They absolutely suck. Like here they don't even have veggie patties or a veggie option. So you eat shredded iceberg lettuce <laughs> with what? Tomato, cilantro, I don't like tomatoes. They don't so even have like cilantro onion. there. Yeah. So it was very, it's. It was kind of impossible so to enjoy you, a meal there. When you work there, do you get like one free sub a day? And is it only six inch or yeah, foot long? You you used to get a free six inch and then when the new bosses came in, like it was no more. You had to purchase your food. No way. Yeah. You because work at people, a food place and you have to purchase your yeah, own. Yeah, people were like taking advantage of it or something and I don't know. It got to be weird. The only fast food place I've ever worked at was Chick-fil-A. Mm. And I remember we got one free meal and it could be whatever you wanted. So oh, that's cool. I went overboard. I would get a chicken sandwich, also a 12-piece nugget, and also like something else. And I remember one time I did that so many times that the boss was like, all right, so if you can just maybe like pick one, mm-hmm. like, and then you can get the sides, right? Like you can get fries and a drink or whatever, but like one, right? Not yeah. the sandwich with right. the nuggets, with the tenders, right? right? That's what I would do. I'd get all three of those. Victor. And they'd be like, oh. Oh my gosh, he's going to run us dry. Yep. That's when I was also the Chick-fil-A mascot, the cow. <laughs> so, I mean, I was kind of a big deal over there. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> and at Subway, I only worked two days a week because I was in all the sporting. Of, I was in sports. Um, so I worked like Saturday and Sunday. So what sports did you play in high school? I played basketball. I played volleyball. I played, um, I ran track for my freshman year Mm -hmm. and then I softballs at the same time. So I played softball all four years and I was a cheerleader my senior year, (laughs) which cheerleading is not like it is like in the movies from us. It's very small. Uh It was just more for a social event. (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's hilarious. And then what else? Is there anything else? What's, we didn't have soccer or tennis. What or... sport were you good at? 
Um, what sport wasn't I good at? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, honestly, I was pretty good in basketball. Um, pretty, I broke records in basketball, volleyball, and then for softball, I was voted like the best center fielder in the district or regionals and regional Dang. area. Yeah. Look at this. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I, anytime I beat you in anything, then I should be like, wow, I'm beating a Yeah, you're like the first breaker. guy I dated that can beat me in pretty much everything. <laughs> they were always really frustrated with me, and it was like opposite. Really? Yeah, not, <laughs> seriously, I'm not joking. I have not. I can't, I can't even picture that. Like I would even beat them in darts and stuff. Really? We got to get a dartboard and try that one out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're doing that in school. So at what point, because I know you love animals, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to pretend like I don't even know you. Okay. okay. So at what point Paris and Beyonce come into the picture? So for anybody listening, Paris and Beyonce are Nicole's dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're sisters. And yeah, what, what's the story behind them? Well, I had my dog, a Pomeranian um, candy for 16 years. I didn't have her for 16 years, so I'll mm-hmm. start there. Uh, my grandma had her for eight years. Okay. My grandma went on a trip. Candy came over for that week, mm-hmm. and Candy didn't want to leave me. <laughs> so I got Candy for eight years. I think we took her back to grandma's house, and she was just depressed. Yeah. And so grandma's like, you can have her. <laughs> um, and so then we were really close, and I remember she, we were both six. She was 16 when she died, and I was 16. We were the exact same age. Aww. And I was actually coaching at a basketball camp, and I was so devastated about that. Oh, my gosh. It was the saddest thing in my life. Like, I could still cry thinking about it. So that was your junior year in high school? No. Yeah, 16 was my junior year. So then we got these two. My brother's friend, actually, they um, their dog had puppies. Mm -hmm. And so we just went over to see them, and we took two of them home, and we... Brought them both back and we're just like... Were you... Okay, so when you went to take those dogs, did you mm-hmm. plan on keeping them? Because... I think, what, what, like, what was I the really, conversation I think like? we, like, wanted them. Wanted them or wanted one? Wanted one. Okay. We wanted a puppy, I think. I, I can't really even remember what's what's so crazy about that. That we're, was my senior year. And so I think I was just really had a lot going on. And, um, yeah, I think it was time to maybe get another dog. We, all, we always had a big dog outside still. And uh, we were... Just used to having a Were house Were you guys dog. trying to decide which one of the two you were going to take home? Is yes. that Was that the thing? Is that why you... So- yeah, okay. So we show up and I see the runt, which is now Paris. Yeah, she's a smaller of the she's two. She's tiny. There's like seven or eight of them and she's tiny and she's blonde and she's so cute and she wants nothing to do with me. And I was like, <laughs> I want that one. And then Beyonce was... Like coming to my mom every two seconds, like coming by her feet. My mom would, she looks like all the other ones. She's darker mm-hmm. and she's bigger. And she's like, my mom puts her with the other ones and she comes and finds my mom again. And my mom's like, oh my God, I feel like I need to take this one. Yeah. And I was like, well, I like this one. And they're like, <laughs> okay, let's go see what my dad and my brother like. Uh-huh. And so then we get home and it's like, Oh my God, we can't just pick one. So we, we get neither. And your dad didn't want any at no, all. No, yeah. So they're like, <laughs> neither. We're getting neither. And so I remember I was sad, but I understood. Like, I also didn't want to just pick one. Yeah. So I'm like, let's just get rid of them. And I was sad, but we showed up. And then his mom was just like, no, just take both of them. Take both of them for the price of one. <laughs> <laughs> Two for one discount just today because they're like, uh, they just, I don't yeah, know what we're going to do Yeah, they knew we weren't them. coming back. And so we did. And this is how 11 years later. 11 years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Paris and Beyonce, they're, they're a funny bunch. Uh, the, the, sm- the bigger one takes care of the smaller one sometimes, right? She'll clean her if eyes and everything. If we say bigger, everything. she's nine pounds versus in one seven pounds. So they're not like but, okay, big. But when you look at them standing by, side yeah, by side, there's the a difference. very visual difference For between sure. them. It's, I think it's also just like bigger bones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but Beyonce can be a bully sometimes and she steal <laughs> Paris's food. Uh, Beyonce is definitely the more aggressive of the two. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I they think- have very different personalities for being raised the same. They're complete <laughs> opposite. So it's weird to me, except for their mannerisms. Mm-hmm. I mean, they yawn at the same time. They freaking move their head at the same time. They walk the same. But personality-wise, completely different. So I see how raising children, you're like... How is one like so moody and one so <laughs> cuddly and you know? So would you do you see them as pets or do you see them as like your sisters or animals or how how do you how do you picture? Because you do, 
I'm just saying based on the, the way you treat them and respond to them. How, how do you visualize them in your head? I mean, I know that they're dogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I don't know how to really answer that. I They are very high. I pray for them every night. Yeah. They're very high on my... Priorities list? Yeah, for sure. I think, like, I tell them how cute they are every day. I give them lots of kisses. I cuddle them. I make sure they're comfortable. If they're sick, I notice in, like, five seconds if they're acting weird. Uh, I guess at this age of being 27, almost 28 years old, they're kind of like my kids. But they were my sisters for how long? And now they kind of <laughs> feel like my kids because now we took them in. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I'd do anything for them. Mm-hmm. I, I think that... I mean, I'm very, I already dread the day that something happens to one of them. Absolutely. Yeah, because Nicole's funny because we'll, we'll be having a good time. The dogs will just be knocked out sleeping. Mm-hmm. And then Nicole's like, is she breathing? Hey, 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 dog. You know, I don't want to say their names right now, but yeah. she'll keep saying their names and then they'll pop up like, what do you want? And she's like, okay, they're fine. I do wake <laughs> up in the middle of the night and I check on them. It's kind of crazy. But they're so little that, and they love to be like under the blankets and all my weight on them and so i just like don't want to suffocate them that's fair i don't know they're i'm an animal lover i'm very attached even to my cat outside i get very worried if he's not there or i think that it's kind of dangerous for me to have animals in some type of way because i'm so attached it kind of takes over my life for sure so i mean if i had like 50 animals i'm not sure how that would uh yeah well, okay. And then once I have kids, I do believe because you know who told me this was um, Brittany Godwin. Mm-hmm. She was very attached to her dog too. Like, oh my God, it was her kid. Then when she had kids, it was kind of like... That relationship okay, kind of changed like, a little it bit. It changed, kind of like move over. I still love you, but the, these are my... They're Priority, my, Obviously, absolutely. my kids are my priorities. But then when she just lost that dog, she's like... She, she still felt just as sad, I think, as if... You know, you kind of... You just... They're like your kids. I don't know. And there's all that history there too. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I mean, it's it's natural, I feel. Mm-hmm. Just like we were talking about uh, happiness, we want you to be able to access your happiness. And a way to do that is by using BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a way for you to talk to somebody, not just to get self-help, but it's professional counseling. You can message your counselor anytime. You'll get timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And you can do this all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. You can do this at home at your time. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need. It's more affordable than traditional online counseling and financial aid is available. This service is available for clients worldwide. They have licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, LGBT matters, grief, and everything in between. Anything you share is confidential. It's very convenient, professional, and affordable. And if you don't believe us, you can check out their testimonials that are posted online daily. And just to be clear, this is not a crisis hotline. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash Coco. Join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Coco. So what are, what are your, so animals, I know you want animals. So what's your goal? What's your goal for kids? What's your goal for like, uh, for the future, okay. for like a house or a farm or what? what what's that? What's so, that look like? Paint a picture for me. Okay. So my plan is, is to get married to you mm-hmm. and then we can probably live in this house. I'd say for a couple more years, this yeah. house is great. I love this house. It's comfortable. And it's our first it's home. It's full, but we can definitely probably fit a child here. Absolutely. So to get married, to try to start having kids right away, mm-hmm. um, get pregnant. We have a baby. We start looking for, you know, maybe some land that has like an older farmhouse on it, fix it up for a couple years, put money into it. Um, hopefully pregnant again, sell this house, move over to that house. Okay. Now we have two kids and we are starting to collect some animals, you know, a little hobby farm, like chickens for sure. I think that'd be great. Like little chicks. I've always wanted little chicks, grow them into chickens. Um, I don't know if we're quite ready for a horse yet, just because that's a lot of work. Maybe you are. I want a horse. You'll have a horse right away. 
I'm going to be focused on the kid now pregnant with my third child. I'll probably get you a, a donkey <laughs> or a pony. Um, I'm cool with pigs. I'm cool with really anything. Goats. Um, I'll tell I, you I'll tell you what's on my short list of animals okay. that I want to get. For sure, I want to get either a pony or a donkey. Okay. Probably a donkey because I heard donkeys are good alarm animals. Yeah, they are. Uh, yeah, some chickens, maybe mm-hmm. a goat, uh, mm-hmm. a horse for sure. Yeah. Uh, pigs. Meh. I mean, why I'm, not? Eh. Why not? I'm kind of on the fence about a pig. We can we can have a maybe pig. just like one big pig, <sighs> you know, just one big one, and because the they are, eat they eat a lot. Pigs are really smart. Yeah, but they eat a lot. They eat a lot. Um, and then we'll definitely need if we have all that, we'll need an outside dog. Oh yeah, we'll have lots of dogs and cats. Well, we can have one specific outside dog. Okay. And uh, I mean that that's kind of what I see, but yeah, a hobby farm. We don't. And honestly, a cow too. I'd oh love yeah, to a cow. Have a nice cow. Yeah, a cow for sure. Um, and uh, for us, and I, am, I imagine like Cinderella, like them all swarming me and following me, and like birds sitting on my shoulder, putting your clothes on, sewing your dress together. I imagine to have like the tightest bonds with these animals. I'm not joking either. Like I get that it can be messy and dirty and hard, but I do know that these animals will fall in love with me, and, and they'll have a great will... life. Yes, they'll have a great yes, life. That that that's I think that's what's the most important about that. Because I I look forward to the day where I wake up in the morning to go you know mm-hmm. feed the animals, make sure everything's taken care of, you know fix a mm-hmm. fix some of the chicken wire in a fence or something, go ride the horse out across the property or wherever. You know what I mean? Like that, I would love that. Yeah, my dream is. Just to live on ten to twenty acres, have animals, have animals, hang my clothes on the line, you know, have my animals all running around, my kids loving growing up with these animals, having chores, and you know, like having four kids would be great. And and what's crazy is if you, a lot of people. Oh, and also having a really good organic garden. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Uh, Where we live, this is possible on Mm -hmm. like still i mean you still won't break the bank and you can still do this you know that's what's cool about it right if we lived in the city that'd be a whole nother i mean yeah. you, you'd be hard pressed to find enough space to do that people think 20 acres like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah, no, you, can you know what i mean yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that it's definitely possible for us and i and i'm mm-hmm. excited for that because that that's what i want that's to happen what I'm too saving for Absolutely. It's all I talk about. It's all I think about. I mean, the other day, two days ago, I woke up in the camp. I was like, Vic, what, guess what I dreamt about? I was like, I rescued a tiger, a monkey, <laughs> and little chicks. Like, I just like, it's so random, <laughs> but like I rescued them from like these zookeeper people. Yeah. And um, I think that's just really, this quarantine has made me really realize what my heart desires. And that's just a simple life on a farm. Yeah. And I think it, it's very possible. It'll be a lot of fun. And, and when you have something like that, you also get, you know, they're in the process, you get a bunch of toys too, you know, like, oh, you need a four wheeler or a ranger mm-hmm. or stuff like that, you know? Um, but that, that'll be fun. I'm excited for that. That's in our future. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. So Nicole, mm-hmm. a little bit more about you. Okay. What type of music do you like? What do I like? What is it called? So my station that I like on Spotify is called... What is it called? Chill Hits or Chill no. is Folk? I or... like Chill Hits, I, but it's uh, I could look at it right now. But what type of music is in there? I don't know. I mean, it won't tell you what type of music is in there when you look at I'm it. I'm just going to tell the people so that way, Wild and Free. Okay. So it's a Spotify playlist called Wild and Free that's put together by Spotify. Mm-hmm. And they uh, on their playlist, they normally... It's like chill. They update the playlist every, I don't know how often. So they take songs off, they put songs on. Um, so, but what type of music do you normally, what's on, I mean, oh, I like country, I guess I used to really like country a lot more and now, um, I've geared more towards this. So it's more, I like songs that have a lot of meaning that are slower. If I can understand what you're saying, I don't like it. Like if it's too fast, if it's too high or I'm very picky about my music and i don't know what the actual well these are like indie songs i I would say they're indie songs i'd say they're like uh they have a i mean it's like a mixture between like folk country Mm -hmm. and like pop-ish you know what i mean it's like somewhere in the middle you know so that that's kind of like the best way yeah like alternative it's like alternative and honestly like hits radio don't do it for me anymore no at all i mean every once in a while one song on there will catch my ear but yeah i just am a 
I like good music. I like heartful music that's written really well. I don't like the stuff that's like repeated over and over and that's catchy. I don't like rap. Like I'm just, that's what I like. Whatever, whatever I just said. (laughs) Can you dance? Uh, so I was, oh yeah, that's something else I did. I was in dance since I've been three years old until I was, I think 11th grade. I couldn't do it 12th grade because of all the sports. What type of dance? Like when you say dance, what would you guys do? I was in pop. I know you, I can't really dance now because I don't like come up with these moves. I can dance, but I was like, it was choreographed dance. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I was pretty good. I made kick line, I made opening and I made closing. What does that mean? So you'd had a, you had a try out for, uh, it's called kick line. And so if you made kick line, that means you're like the best dancers in the studio. When I think kick line, I think bum, 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 So we do end with something like that where our legs are all up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you end in kick line, but you open the show, um, with not a kick line, but with the same group and yeah, there's tryouts held for that. And I mean, I won some awards and stuff. So Ooh. when I can actually, when I feel confident and I know like, okay, this is the move I'm supposed to be doing mm-hmm. now, like freestyle is never my thing. If <laughs> I had a freestyle, I would never make it in any dance class. But if we sat there and you choreographed a dance, I would give you what I got and it's pretty good. So, um, <laughs> so I mean, I'm not a terrible dancer. <laughs> Am I a terrible freestyler? Absolutely. Because I'm timid, but I was like... The girl in the dance, so, you know, everyone would come watch the recitals, and they'd be like, oh, my God, did you see Nicole? Like, I gave sass, you know? Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I wish I could see the videos. My mom probably has some. Well, we got to bust those out. Now I would just watch them and be like, oh, my God, it's terrible. (laughs) But I definitely wasn't, like... I wasn't bad. So can you bust a move on the dance floor now? Like right now? Like if no. you went to a party or something like that? Well, no. I just like dance. You know how I dance? I just dance mm-hmm. very like sway. I dance to the beat. Mm-hmm. Bob my head. Like We're both I, bobbing our heads right now. I like, love if we're to dancing. dance, but I can't do like, you know how they come up with the crazy moves that just like, whoa, everyone's like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. That's <laughs> definitely never going to be me. <laughs> no matter how much training I've had. So can you Spanish dance? No. You can Spanish dance a little bit. Not really, Vic. You can do... I've tried. So she can... It's very different. Everybody can merengue, which is the side to side. It's pretty much side to side. Um, Salsa, she's getting good at or better at. I have a very hard time just moving my hips and not moving my upper body. Because that's not like how I was taught to dance. Well, okay. So for us... If you're able to get the hips down, mm-hmm. then the, uh, the the top of your body will come with it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But getting the hips down first, because when people try to dance Spanish music and they just try to focus on their feet, it's really hard because your hips are the ones driving all that motion, mm-hmm. right? So you'll look very stiff if you just try to do the movements with just your legs and your feet. Yeah, you're it's definitely like you a like better a dancer than me, which is so crazy. <laughs> like I was in dance class for a long time and you weren't and you're a way better dancer. Well, my parents... See, so my parents forced me as a kid to learn Spanish dance with my sister, which I hated. I mean, we, it would, it would, yeah, <laughs> I, I, at first I hated it. And then as we got older, it was you like more thankful. fun. Yeah. And then my, my parents would take us to like the parties with them and we we're still kids. And like, I'd take my mom out to dance and my sister and then other people there, you know, and as a little kid, That's awesome. right. And they'd be like, Whoa, he could dance. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. That's you cool. know what I mean? That's cool. And then as I got older like i'm talking like later in high school and in college Mm -hmm. when i was with other spanish people my age and the guys didn't know how to dance but the girls did and i could dance with them like the good way yeah and be like oh wow he could dance you know so Mm -hmm. that's cool right and then now when i dance with you when we go to parties and stuff it's fun Mm -hmm. right because i'll I'll take you through my movements and everything and, and then we have a good time yep so i mean that's yeah no it's a great it's great to have that Watching my parents dance is a lot of fun Mm -hmm. because they've been dancing together for the better part of 30 years now. (laughs) So they're like one unit. Definitely. (laughs) All right. So, babe. Oh, I'm sorry. Nicole. And keep it professional. Yeah. So now let's let's transition over to, to movies. Okay? okay. So if you had a list, maybe like three, first of all, geez, I think have a, I have to come up with this stuff. Okay, but do I you don't... have a do you have like one of your like top favorite all time movies? Like yeah. one of those movies that you're just like, oh, I gotta watch that when it's on. I like Law Abiding Citizen. 
law by oh that's a, okay that's different okay well I, yeah. I would think you'd do like some like, like the notebook yeah or some type the of romantic a, comedy or so something the, the notebook is a great movie and i love it but it's not something that i can watch over and over again because it's very draining yeah like um, emotionally draining yeah and i don't really like uh i don't like rewatching movies that's something i realized about myself if i can rewatch a movie it's a really good movie because usually if i just see it once I don't like the part where, say, I watch a movie mm-hmm. and there is the underdog or the person who's getting blamed for something that they didn't do. Okay. I can't stand that part. Like, I can stand it the first time because I want to see it, like, but I can't rewatch that person be defeated when like they're Like the not, triumph. You, yeah. you want to see the triumph, but you don't want to see that, that downfall I right can't there. watch it again. It's just, like, they don't deserve it. Yeah. So if the movie is like that... I can't watch it. But that's Law Abiding Citizen. So you don't like rewatching it? Law Abiding Citizen is... No, I'll rewatch that. You'll rewatch Because that one's different because it's like he's getting them a lot. Yeah. (laughs) It's not like he's being kind of like, you know, for life that we're watching now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like to keep seeing his setbacks, it's killing me. But I need to watch it once, but it's never something I can watch again. Mm -hmm. Um, Law Abiding Citizen is where he just keeps like... Getting them, getting them again, getting them again. And I love like watching that. So uh, for anybody that's listening that's never watched that, it's a movie. Uh, the main actor is Gerard Butler. And uh, he uh, he has a traumatic experience at the beginning of his life. He loses his wife and his daughter. And then uh, the premise is when he goes to get justice for them, mm-hmm. you know, if you can't prove it, it didn't happen, right? And so no justice is served. And then he goes through this whole thing to get back at the system. Yeah. And that's basically the premise of the movie. But it's really good. And like Nicole saying, he gets justice in his own way. And it's almost, it's pretty badass. Yeah. And it, so it turns out to be a really good movie. I really like those types of movies. Yeah. I really like it. I also like Liam Neeson's. Mm-hmm. Is it Neeson? Is that how you say his last Liam name? Neeson. I think that's how you say his I name. love his movies Like too. Taken yeah. and all those. Yeah. Like I like, and he has some other good ones. And yeah. uh, those movies I can rewatch over and over again. And I do love romantic comedies. Don't get me wrong, but they're kind of like a one-time thing for me. <laughs> it's more of like. Okay, I already saw you fall in love. Yeah. Well, for me, like, there's another, there's, so there's a couple, one, some of my favorite movies are mm-hmm. romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. There's one with Gerard Butler, the, the oh, one yeah. where he P.S. dies. P.S. I Love You. Yeah, that's that a P.S. Really I good Love one. You, that, that's, it's sad, but it's definitely a romantic comedy. Yeah. I would characterize it as that because yeah. the funny stuff that happens, you mm-hmm. know, and the things that he sets up for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, my fa- my favorite movie of all time, and mm-hmm. I don't think Nicole's been able to watch it all the way through. I've tried, and she doesn't what? budge. Gladiator. No, I haven't. Yeah. It's a one with Russell Crowe. If you haven't seen it, it's so good. He's a gladiator in the Roman Empire, and he used to be a general, like really high up there, mm-hmm. but the emperor changes that doesn't like him, so he gets thrown to the wolves, and he comes out triumphant. So good. It's an underdog movie, so yeah. I'm surprised you don't like it. Gosh, there's this other... There's there's this other uh, I haven't seen a lot of movies. I've seen more movies with you than I have before. So and I we don't you, even watch a lot of yeah, movies. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, it's but there's crazy. movies you've shown me that I've really liked. Like even that Spanish fighting movie. Which one was that? The Spanish fighting movie. That guy who is the um, he has like. He goes into the prison, they lock him up, and then he comes out, he disguises himself, he comes, El Fear, El something. Ooh, this is good. Uh, this is like a trivia. So he goes into okay, the prison. Okay, so he used to be like this um, captain, this hero, the superhero for the town. Mm-hmm. And then they they took his, I think they killed his wife, and they took his daughter, mm-hmm. and they pretended that... This other guy was his dad. Mm-hmm. They locked him up in prison. He comes out with a beard and he trains another guy to fight for him. Oh, Zorro. <laughs> oh, yeah. That one's pretty good. <laughs> That's not how I would characterize like the premise of the movie. <laughs> but yeah, the, the Zorro. Zorro with that one's uh, not bad. Antonio Banderas. It was just yeah. something I would never, ever watch. That was really good. Well, Nicole had never watched before. She had never watched Pulp Fiction. Uh, Pulp Fiction with John Travolta and uh, mm-hmm. Samuel Jackson, and uh, I've never seen Titanic. I haven't seen. You've never seen. <laughs> no, Ti- are you kidding me? That's what I'm saying. Me? Like, I don't watch a lot of movies, so for oh, me, oh my gosh, for me, it's kind of like. See, so my favorite like series, How to Get Away with Murders, thriller, love it. Scandal, thriller, love it. Those are my types of things. Um, 
What's the one with Jessica Biel that's really, really good? Freak. That one is amazing. It's a TV series? Yes. I don't know. It has Jessica Biel on it. It's on Netflix and there's two seasons. What's it about? Mm. Like kind of what's the premise of it? She kills a guy on the beach, but they don't know why she killed a guy on the beach. Mm. Over and My Dead Body? Is that? No. No, that's another one that you like. Gosh, what? No, I don't. i never seen that before. Oh, don't okay. put words in my mouth. <laughs> I don't know what this one is called because I watched it so long ago, but. Uh, another one that we're watching now is that's really good is For Life, mm-hmm. and that's on Hulu. And uh, the premise of that is this guy goes to prison for basically something he didn't do. He becomes a lawyer while he's in prison, and then he's fighting his way out of prison himself. So that one's one that we're really stuck it's on really good. right now, um, and we're actually trying to catch up. Another another thing, and we don't normally the sinner, the sinner, and it changes. So season one is a different story, and then season two is completely different characters, actors. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good one too. Another thing that we're watching, we don't really get into reality TV, but oh my god, ninety day fiance before the ninety days season four. Ed. It's the only one we've ever seen of any 90 days of anything. Yeah, we've never watched that show series. Anyway, Ed and what's her name? Rose. Ed and Rose. They are the stars of the show. They are. Absolutely the stars of the show. I mean, I can't, you can't take your eyes off of it. And then they have, you know, the other couples on there too that you feel bad for. Um, but uh, Ed and Rose, that, that's by far, I mean, we get we got sucked into that show and to the point where we caught up to where it is now live. We're waiting for the next episode. Which comes out today. Uh, so we're going to definitely watch that. And I've been watching The Last Dance uh, about Michael Jordan and basketball. Okay. Anyway, now, okay. oh, last thing about movies. Mm-hmm. Nicole, this is funny. Nicole had a falling out with a very famous actress. When I say falling out, this famous actress didn't know that Nicole had a falling out with her. But Angelina Jolie. Oh. And Nicole couldn't watch for a while. She couldn't watch anything that had Angelina Jolie in it. I still don't. Because of that. Well, the other day, I, there was a movie that we... Magnificent that we, or something. Yeah, Maleficent. Oh. Uh, that we, we watched. She's like, okay, I'm over it now. But mm-hmm. because of the whole Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt and yeah, Jennifer Aniston triangle there, that whole thing, I just thought it was funny, you know, because... Yeah, I felt like I was... Nicole's obviously not involved in that situation <laughs> at all. Just She's just like anybody else that watches it, you know, from, from the tabloids and stuff. I felt like I was um, betraying Jennifer Aniston if I watched Angelina Jolie's movie. <laughs> and I was team Jen, so I never watched... <laughs> I went to the movie theaters for all Jen's new movies. And I did, Jen, see, we're, we're friends. Yep, you and, and Jen. Then, well, that's nice of you. <laughs> I just didn't watch anything of Angelina Jolie's. I don't know the, the politics behind everything that happened, and I know it's Brad's fault, too. I, <laughs> trust me, I don't really watch his movies, either. I'm just saying I'm Team Jen, so... Oh, man. <laughs> if it's a good movie, I'll watch it. I don't care about what's going on oh, in the I background. Oh, I take... If, like, stars cheat on each other... I take that seriously. No, you absolutely... Like, I know of some country singers and stuff that, like, would cheat on their wives... And I just wouldn't listen to their music anymore. That's well, there just, you go. Good I, for you. I just, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I didn't, I was just upset. <laughs> Stand in solidarity, babe. Just don't need <laughs> Oh, what the heck happened there? We're sorry for the uh, loud barking uh, we hey, have. lay down, honey. I think yeah. she just hit her head on the table. <laughs> and freaked herself out. Yeah. All right. So, Nicole, I had a, I had a, we didn't have an argument, but we had a discussion that I was a little angry about, mm-hmm. and it was about your favorite food. Okay, oh. so let, let's clear this up right okay. now because Nicole, she put this quiz on Facebook. I got every question right except what favorite food because I put American, which, which is not American. Well, you, you have said it so many times. No, I, American it's not. food, my favorite. I, I never you have verbatim said that. have said that. No, I so never what's your favorite said that. Food? Italian. Why is it Italian? Because I love lasagna and pastas. Originally, why did you say you love Italian? Because I love noodle dishes. Because you love noodle dishes. That yep. aren't necessarily Italian dishes themselves. It just has pasta in it. Okay. I love pasta. Okay. You love pasta. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you mostly like about pasta? The noodles. Okay. So would you consider but that... But I don't like like mac and cheese as much as I like like lasagna. Or like pasta salad. No, it doesn't matter, Victor. Exactly. No, it's not American food. I don't... I never eat an American food place. Okay, but your mom, what do they cook? 
She cooks lasagna and stuff. <laughs> she cooks American food. Most of, what I'm saying is most of the time when we eat at your parents' house and when you've been growing up, nine times out of ten what you've eaten is okay. American food. And so when you go home and you eat a homestyle cooked meal and you're like, ooh, I love American food. <laughs> you know, and I've heard you say, oh, American food's my I don't favorite. Like, I don't like Thanksgiving dinner food, so that's called American food. And that's, so I don't like that. I would say Nicole's favorite food is whatever she's feeling at the time that she <laughs> says it. Because it made me mad because I did this quiz and I got one thing wrong, right? Well, and then I was like, well, this is not fair because I've definitely heard her say that. I love I love like all foods though. So it's very diff- it was very difficult for me to choose which one to pick. And I didn't even have Chinese on the list and I love Chinese food. <laughs> so I don't really know what my favorite food is, but it's noodles. So, you know, Chinese lo mein has noodles too so is that is that italian food no exactly i mean i'm just saying i'm saying if i could eat lasagna and masticelli i'm obviously i'm obviously very stuck on this quiz so next time you do a quiz maybe put favorite dish or something okay you know because i what's your favorite dish my best friend only got four out of ten right on that and she was arguing all of them with (laughs) me she called me up and she's like this and this and this. I was like, no, Mariah, that is not right. And she was mad about the food one too. Yeah. But she didn't put American. She put something else. Yeah, it's a common denominator. I there. don't know what she put. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you've been reading a lot lately. You even got, you have a Kindle. You got your mom a Kindle. Mm-hmm. What have you been, what's your current book? What's the current book that you've been reading as of late? Like, have um, you... I, so I've been trying to get helping my anxiety mm-hmm. and I had some people on actually social media that reached out to me and said that what helped with them was learning about the subconscious mind. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And so I started reading that on my Kindle, The Power of the Subconscious Mind, which there is a lot of spelling errors in that book. <laughs> I don't know if it wasn't proofread, <laughs> but I actually highlight them all on my Kindle because it bugs me so much. And like what? Like what was, what was misspelled? Everything. Like <laughs> words are misspelled. Sentences are incomplete. I Googled it. I Googled it to see because the, the, the book is so powerful and it's so good. It just isn't proofread. That's crazy. It's crazy. And it's it's such a great book. But I'm like, how did it get through to this? Because at first I thought I was losing my mind. Um, you can look through my Kindle and you'll see like simple things just spelt wrong. Like even the will be T E H or oh. <laughs> just weird things like that. Right. And it's just confusing to me, but it's a very, very good book. And I want to reread it again already because there's so much information in there. So oh, you already finished it. Well, I'm like, got like 10 pages left. That's crazy. It's a really good book to read before you go to bed because it talks about how, which I've been implementing a lot of these things in my life, and I think they've definitely helped. It's kind of where you, you know, I've always been the person who did the opposite of this. I would think the worst, and I would expect the worst. Mm-hmm. and Prepare for the worst, actually, what I would do. I'd prepare for the worst, hope for the best. And it was something that would always keep me, like, in the middle, so yeah. that way something couldn't catch me off guard. Um, because I feel like people that are super optimistic are always let down, but really... Now I think what I want to happen and kind of put it out into the universe. And I mean, it's still all about God and things like that. But if you think that, then, you know, things will start to line up and you'll start to see things differently and things will connect. And honestly, a lot of things have like connected for me since then, even just like realizing if I think I have anxiety, if I think I'm sick, if I think I'm going to get sick or if, if say like, something triggers me, yeah, it's going to keep happening because it's in my mind that that triggers me. You can manifest it into reality. Exactly. You can manifest yourself into having a heart attack. You can manifest yourself into, you know, they talk about people who get into car accidents. Like they go to psychics, they say they're going to die on this day and they psych themselves out so much. They do die on that day, but it has nothing to do with, it's all in your mind. Um, And so I just realized how powerful our mind is. And it has helped me so much with my anxiety because since I started reading that book, I haven't had any panic attacks in the night. I think I might've had one or two, but I didn't read it that night. But it was like, it's helped me tremendously. Before that, I was having them every single night. And so it's just like, go to bed and say, I'm not going to have a panic attack tonight. I am healthy. I am, you know, I feel good. I don't have anxiety. I can control these things or manifest what you want to happen out of your relationship. Like, you know, anything. Yeah. And, and so this book is brilliant. It It also talks about how if you have enemies, you don't want to wish ill upon your enemies. You know, 
wish them happiness because that's going to come full circle in you. If you hold bitterness in about somebody else that you can't control, that bitterness is going to like eat you up. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like just wish well on everybody and you're just going to be such a better, happier person. And there is a a great documentary for that too. I don't know if you've seen it, Nicole, but it was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on. It's called The Secret. No, I haven't. And The Secret kind of talks about that and Mm -hmm. it really pushes home the idea of of making a a dream board Mm -hmm. you know make the dream board of the Mm -hmm. house that you want or the car that you want or the life that you want the farmhouse all that stuff Mm -hmm. and you manifest those things into reality and i think even jim carrey makes an appearance on there Mm -hmm. talking about how when he was an up-and-coming actor or Mm -hmm. up-and-coming comedian he wrote a check to himself for a million dollars when he had nothing right and, you know, he said, you know, this is going to be me in the future. And mm-hmm. sure enough, I don't know if it was months or a year or whatever, how long after he did that, mm-hmm. he got his first paycheck that yeah. was a million dollars in a check. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's so crazy. that's kind of like how that works. Yeah. I've never been into like that type of thing or believed in it. And now that I've like implemented it in my life and even like, so I was a person where if I'm playing you in Battleship and mm-hmm. you're kicking my butt, I'd be like, well, there's no freaking way I'm going to beat him. I'm just mad. And now I'm like. There's a way I can beat him. Like I can still or come I back. I will win. Yeah. Or yeah, I'm going to win. Yeah. Like I know I'm going to win and then it'll happen. And it's like, oh my gosh, did, I have, did that happen? <laughs> you know, little things like that. It, it's it's such a cool, just like a different outlook. If anything, it's helping me live a happier life, whether it's working or not. It's yeah. believed in my mind and whatever you believe is what you will become and what you will see. And, you, and it just... It'll give you a constant positive outlook on things because mm-hmm. let's say in that same game, you you keep saying you're going to win and you lose. You're like, oh, well, that's fine. I lost this time, but that means I'm going to yeah. win next time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it, it, it's, a, it's a constant process. You don't just shut it off when something doesn't go your way. Oh, yeah, you it's can't. like it didn't go my way this time mm-hmm. so that next time it'll be better, mm-hmm. right? And then that way you just keep pushing yourself forward over and over and over again. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's definitely because that's how you were at the beginning of our relationship is like what you were talking about, the exact opposite. Like, mm-hmm. oh. I'm not going to get my hopes up because it's not going to be great. Exactly. You know? something and it's just like, well, I'm you like, could no. still be happy. You know what I mean? You could still like Yeah, I would never enjoy allow myself to be happy because I thought that that was like being conceited or that was being like... Too optimistic. Like, don't get too excited. Yeah. Like, even in opportunities, I'm just like, don't get too excited. Because um, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to come down from... I was so scared of the crash if mm-hmm. it didn't happen and things like that. But... Yeah, so I've just kind of changed my mindset a little bit. That book helps, and I think it's very easy to forget. Like, <laughs> I read it, I'm almost done with it, and I could easily go back to my old ways. Yeah. So, I'm telling you, watch it whenever I go to work, whenever you get a chance. Yeah, watch The Secret on Netflix, mm-hmm. or I think it's still up there. If you can't find it there, find it somewhere else, and it's good. You'll be like, oh, wow, because people are telling their stories on how it helped them. And, and things even as such as small social media. I would obsess about getting a perfect picture. Would I not, right? Yeah, like sometimes oh God, it was like, was we got to get a good picture. To the point and, of that the it turns into a negative thing because right. trying to get the perfect picture was such a pain in the butt. Yeah, and so now it's like... Okay, just snap, snap a couple pictures. This is who we are. I'm good with it. Yeah. Like I don't I don't want to compete with anybody. Like our relationship's great. Like yep. I love I don't need to prove it to anyone mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so I think I've seen it just it's just helps so much because you can be in competition all day with yourself. It's toxic. It, it's hard. And yeah. I know that a lot of people go through that who are influencers or who feel the pressure of like posting the perfect things. And now I just like Oh my God, my page kind of looks like crap, but I mean, cause I have like pickled eggs. I have like weird <laughs> crap on there, but it doesn't bug me. It's you. Like before it would bug me <laughs> and now I'm like, I'm unbothered. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it actually, it's a better representation, representation of who you are. Yeah. Right. You're weird, quirky, funny, you know, you're in a loving relationship mm-hmm. and that's all characterized right there on your and page. And I think like bringing it back to the farm life is a lot of people would be like, oh my God, that's what she wants to do with her life. Like, let's be honest. It's kind of weird. But you know what? That's how I found find purpose and that's what makes me happy. And I don't care what it – like I don't care. I don't need to have the nicest house, the nicest a nursery, yeah. the biggest truck. I, st- I mean I don't need that stuff. Could I have it? Probably. Um, but do I need it to like make myself feel valid? No. And like I love that. I love that. I, I want to teach that to my kids too because I think that's where you find your freedom and your – Oh my God, just, I feel so good. Like I I even like, we're looking at campers kind of, and 
There's like this really nice camper, and then there's this like cute little one. Vintage. Vin- yeah, I'm like, oh my god, I picked that one. <laughs> like, you know, I, I don't need to show off for anybody, and I think that's like a really good feeling. And that that's also because of where I come from and how how I was raised. And but you can change your mindset too, because I know a lot of people from around here need to have the biggest trucks. Yep. Need to have the biggest farm. Need to have the biggest house. I mean, there's there's a couple million dollar houses around here, and it's all like they're competing with their friends, and that's cool. Like. Wealth attracts wealth. I read in the book, like, if you think you're going to be wealthy, you're going to be wealthy. But I think of wealth, when I think of wealth, I think of not money and materialistic things. I think of happiness and I think of being surrounded by people's lives I'm improving and the animals I'm helping and um, being around my family. So you will get whatever your wealth is, you know, you'll attract it. So Absolutely. if that's actual dollar bills, you'll get dollar bills. But. <laughs> well, and which have shown time and time and time again. Money does not equal happiness. Yeah. So let's definitely just, can be comforting for some things. No, for I sure. mean, I, yeah. I think after a certain, I think it's 80, like after 80,000 or yeah. so that there's no difference between 80 and 200, 300 mm-hmm. because. Even our mindset for our wedding. Yeah. Right. So I was like, we've got to have this big grand event. And then COVID happened. I'm like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And it's still all up in the air. Who knows what's going to happen? I'm like terrified of, you know, losing deposits and things like that. But also, I'm like, dude, I'm fine with something smaller and intimate. And like before, that wasn't an option. So I know that I am changing my mindset on things and like having the biggest, grandest wedding, it isn't what I need to feel fulfilled. Absolutely. So So then I got a Spanish word of the day for you, babe. Okay. Okay. You ready for it? I'm ready. So easy. Anybody can get it. (laughs) Shut (laughs) up. The Spanish word of the day is contento. Or I feel, contenta. Like I, I feel like either, I know this one. Contento or contenta? Content. Yeah, that that's actually. Eh, which what is content? At peace. It's happy. That's, oh, happy. Yeah, so contento. Okay, I knew contenta that one. I learned that one happy. in Spanish class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a, yeah, you got that. So, I Kinda. mean, that's pretty much. I mean, it means happy. So yeah, it does off, mean happy, but, but no, but it was like right because I, I think that's probably that's where you feeling. guys got content from. Yeah, you know oh, what I mean? probably. It's probably based in Latin, mm-hmm. which, you know. Mm-hmm. So, that's good. So, what do you got for Spanish word of the day for it? Or yeah. not Spanish word. What do you have for the weirder? Well, this one's us? pretty simple, but it was, uh, I'm going to read exactly what. The, so it was from a so it was from a listener. Yep. It was a listener suggested this Spanish. But word. we oh, were wait. talking about it earlier today, so it's weird perfect. or normal. Okay, this is. I think I may be the weird one. Question mark. I make sure there is absolutely no remnants of food at all in dishes before I put them in the dishwasher. I find if I don't, then they just don't get clean. But I watch many people just put straight up dirty dishes in the dishwasher. <laughs> so I do put straight up dirty dishes in the dishwasher. We just got a dishwasher. We probably told you that. We are um, new. Uh, <laughs> well, we were just talking about it today. How yeah. how are we living without a dishwasher? Yeah, before? like my for, for uh, twenty seven. I mean, twenty seven years I didn't have a dishwasher. Oh, well. In this house, two years, yeah. uh, doing everything by hand. Um, and and we would not, cook, like, nothing food. Bad, but, so yeah. we had, a lot, like, four times we had to do dishes a day. Yeah, exactly. But so we are, we we are, we find ourselves in that situation. Sometimes mm-hmm. we rinse them off a little bit. Other times we just throw it with everything that's on there. Um, but then it's also a hit and miss, right? Is yeah. it going to, you're like, fingers crossed that everything <laughs> gets cleaned off of there, right? Because if there it's not for the, my doing. There are the people that rinse everything off and that's great mm-hmm. because i mean it's great but it isn't great because i saw a commercial that we're wasting like so much water i was gonna say it would defeat it sounds t- okay i don't like want to say ca- defeats the cascade the commercial says that it's useless because their soap is really good and you're wasting like 80 million gallons a year yeah, so the, the reason a lot of people use dishwashers not only is it very uh convenient mm-hmm. but you also save water using right. the dishwasher so how backwards is it if you rinse off every dish and every plate to then put it in the dishwasher mm-hmm. i mean you might as well wash it at that point you know but i don't know but it but at the same time it's just uh, people's preferences yeah honestly i'm just like lazy and i don't i'm so loving the dishwasher life that i'm just like if it doesn't come off i'll just run it again i'll just leave that one in there or like today i had to wash something because we didn't know okay so we started out at, i think as like dishwasher soap snobs because we went right away for cascade and i guess cascade's yeah, pretty the cascade, good the more expensive pouches yeah yep. and so they come in these little bags and like walmart's out of them and we have no other place to get them so then we had to switch to like this cheaper brand it's like a chalky one that when you yeah. put it in sometimes it'll even break i was like, like 
what is this? It's like leaving a film. I'm like, we, we cannot. Do-. I said, I'm going to wash them by hand if this is what we're going through. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we started with like the best and now we're, we're stuck with like something that's not great. And so now it's Which like, is, we, we, it's really pretty much miss miss if we don't rinse them off. <laughs> we do need a cascade to be content with this. <laughs> this is not cascade. You should sponsor us. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go into our reviews because you guys are the best. And without you guys, there is no us. So I will take it away first. Okay. Gabien by ePages21. I don't know what that name is, but thank you. Five stars. Is it weird or normal that I feel like I'm friends with Nicole and Victor after listening to their podcasts? During this time of pandemic pandemonium, it's nice to have a light easy, refreshing podcast to unwind with. I've been a fan of both Nicole and Victor since Big Brother and really enjoyed watching them on The Amazing Race. Their lightheartedness and positivity radiates through the headphones. Both Nicole and Victor, as well as their guests, are totally relatable and very entertaining. Thank you for such a great podcast, Nicole and Victor, and I wish you nothing but continued success in your careers, relationship, and life. P.S. Spanish word of this review Perfecto. I love that's one of my favorite reviews ever. <laughs> Good thing you read it because I didn't know what that pandemonium word was. <laughs> okay, so this one is by Carrie61 called My Favorite Podcast Five Stars. Woo-woo. Thank you guys so much for doing this podcast. I loved watching you both on Big Brother. I have been listening since episode one, and this is my favorite podcast. I look forward to a new episode each week. Nicole is so sweet and funny, and Victor is so inquisitive and thoughtful. Hmm. You are so great together, and I love getting to spend part of my week with you both. Thank you, Carrie. That was sweet. Yeah, that was very sweet. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening. You can listen to this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can always go to www.cococalientepodcast.com. You can listen there and you can check out our merchandise. Don't forget to follow us at Coco Caliente Podcast on Instagram and at Coco Caliente Pod on Twitter. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.